0: the NHRL studios in Norwalk, Connecticut, this is Behind the Bots, the podcast that brings you the stories of the builders behind the bots. I'm Chris. I'm Lindsay. I'm Sam. And today on the podcast, we're previewing NHRL All-Stars, happening December 5th, 6th, and 7th on YouTube. We'll wrap up the show with this week's installment of
1: Robots Around the World. If you like our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Castbox, Player, FM, and Podbean. You can follow us on Facebook at Behind the Bots and tell a friend. We really appreciate your support. Uh, we have two new to. Oh, no. We have two news items for you this week. See, I can't be the Luke. This is uh, my punishment for for being the Luke.
0: Check um, out our nude items this, uh, this week only on OnlyFans.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> Time for this week's Combat Robotics News. I have two news items for you today. <laughs> First up, catch live robot combat this weekend in Texas, Missouri, New Jersey, and the UK. In Northern Ireland, they'll be fighting Antweights at Dragon Scale Card Gaming in Lisburn on Friday. In England, Robo Dojo is back in action, fighting ants and beetles at a farm a little north of York on Saturday. That is the event I would like to go to most. That sounds heavenly. Uh, Have fun, everybody, at Robo Dojo. In London, they'll be fighting Antweights at the Novotel London West Hotel on Saturday. On over to Missouri, where Southeast Missouri Combat Robotics is hosting a charity holiday coat drive and fighting ant weights and beetle weights at the VFW Hall in Doniphan on Friday, on Saturday. In Texas, you're going to want to catch this one. Peter Garnash and Ryan Liu are running an ant weight competition at Rev Robotics outside of Dallas. Here's a fun little fact for you the CEO of Rev Robotics is also the captain of Switchback on BattleBots. So this event will feature static displays of a couple BattleBots that have fought on TV. Uh, So thanks uh, also Greg Niedel for hosting this really cool event. Uh, And finally, the big event this weekend on the East Coast will be in New Jersey, where the Garden State Combat Robotics League will be fighting Antweights, Plastic Ants, and Beetleweights at the Bridgewater Mall in Bridgewater, New Jersey on Saturday. If you're a fan of NHRL, and I hope you are because you're listening to this, a number of famous NHRL beetles will be competing at the event in New Jersey this weekend. So go show some support and check out the live stream. All right. So moving away from, a, uh, you know, beetle antweight events up to something a little bit heavier. I have some very exciting news, which you may have already heard about. Um, but I want to give a special shout out to the team. Behind the new heavyweight Magnitude. Hmm, who could that team be? Which is headed to Las Vegas this weekend to fight at Battlebots Destructathon. The team is made up of a, of a mix of robot builders from Colorado, joined by a number of very popular combat robotics podcasters. What? Maybe that's Matt Sberg's. Could be then. We, we don't know. <laughs> Uh, The team revealed the full robot on social media this past week to generally positive reactions (laughs) from the miserable mouth breathers on Reddit. Thank you, Luke, for that note in the script. I love it. Yeah, so also, you know, the whole team has now been revealed. If you haven't seen this on Facebook, it's made up of Part Copperhead part uh behind the bots all four of us are on it um me chris kyle luke uh chad who was on copperhead now the captain of magnitude alec Uh, we have some new faces uh, alex dillman who's our machinist and another nhrl face ashley beckman uh which is very
0: extraordinaire he, with, she is- we wouldn't be able to do all the things that we need to do because we are all just kind of chickens with our heads cut off.
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's accurate. Um, so, D Magnitude will be taking on Will Bales and Hypershock on Saturday and Sunday in Vegas. So, best of luck to them slash us. Uh, originally, we were going to be fighting Vertigo. Um, which was an experimental flipper from Will Bales and Team Hypershock, um, but I believe you know j- there was just some com- complications with that, and so now, lucky us, we've got Hypershock uh, named the most destructive robot in the competition. So that's cool, Chris. What are you? Uh, you're going to Vegas. I'm not. You are. What are you looking forward to?
0: I'm looking forward to uh, to just. Seeing, first of all, Proving Grounds for the first time up up close and personal. Luke has been there before, uh, seen Destruct-A-Thon. I'm looking forward to sending Team Hypershock home with a doggy bag of uh, all really incredibly expensive parts. Uh, You know, and that all comes from uh, a lot of deep, profound knowledge of exactly how well Magnitude works, because it's not totally getting put together and heat treated as we speak here on December 4th. It's, it's ready to go. It's been ready to go for months. It's tested. It's let's do this.
2: That's usually the way it happens. You know, you're, you're ready with a brand new robot way before the deadline. You, you definitely don't have any hurdles or hiccups that you have to fix or unbreak or anything like that.
0: You're not heat treating, uh, weapon shafts, uh, five days before you have to fight in las vegas no that's
2: that's, that's ridiculous come on it's, it's better than not heating heating treating your your shafts before the competition
1: <laughs> no. i will say i will say in our defense um this cad was ready to go months and months and months ago i think like back in march and we had um supplier all lined up someone that was going to make these parts for us promise us up and down it's going to be good And then it was just months and months and months of delays. And then finally, Chad had to kind of bite the bullet and um, realize, hey, this supplier is not going to send us parts in time, uh, which was the right call because we still have not received those parts. Um, So we had to um, fast track an order with a different supplier. Um, And uh, that has come through. Uh, so very 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 fortunate that we got a hookup from none other than her opponent, <laughs> Will Bale. So thank you, Will, for really looking out for us. And uh,
0: yeah, and it's a big just, shout out to Chad, like to help the thing come together, has been uh, contacting local local suppliers and getting some of the materials uh, lined up uh, that didn't really make uh, some of the international shipping or came in uh as the wrong metal or came in with uh without meeting the specs and i think that chad has probably put about i don't know fifty thousand miles on his truck in in the last 24 hours alone just to go source material get it to heat treating get it like to the machine shops and it's insane it's absolutely insane uh to be on the back end and understand what it takes to get a bot ready for a fight, and um, I'm 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 completely taken aback of uh, like how much has to go into it. And again, thank you for Ashley for uh, being one of those people that is really good at connecting dots. And thank you for our incredible team with Alec and, and Micah and all these all these people that like came together to uh, get the design ready and are stepping in. Uh, to uh, to get the bot set for for next weekend, so let's let's do this thing.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm so excited, and major props to Chad. He has been on um, so many teams before. I mean, I mean mainly Copperhead, but for a long time he's he has run his own bots for decades now. It's really exciting to see him have a chance to kind of spread his wings and be a captain. And he's doing such a great job, um, and. I don't know. I'm just going to say it like, you know, as a new team, even with all of our resources, uh, connections, et cetera, um, building a robot is really expensive. And as a new team, you don't have a lot of that visibility yet. So people aren't really going out on a limb to sponsor you. So, uh, Hey, if you're listening and you want to sponsor magnitude, hit us up. (laughs) Please.
2: What is magnitude going to do for the sponsors? Oh we are we talked about this
0: like um so we uh, we are we are huge uh, proponents of let's do something fun and interesting we'll bring magnitude to trade shows for you we'll bring magnitude to your business to do like a, a live demo we would love to do you know something with um uh, social media hits for your for your brand or something like that like we we have a, a lot of folks in our in our roster that can do really creative things, and you know that's uh, that that leaves the the area of um, of, of cross pollinization wide open. Like let's let's work together, because you know we don't want you to be a sponsor and name only. We want to work with you so that we can at least deliver some value for the dollars that you're willing to invest in magnitude. Um, Where we're set to go to destruct thon we have a really strong plan already together for if uh the next world championship season uh gets recorded everything down to pit experience to our walkout entrances like we have some really incredible ideas incredible ways to in- integrate brands into into magnitude like we're kind of the one-stop shop there there's a lot of teams that do it really well and i think that we can stand alongside them and, and, and actually deliver some great value for the people that are willing to put a few bucks in magnitude. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> this was unprompted, by the way. I just wanted to slide that in there. So uh, thank you, Sam, for uh, continuing this conversation and uh, letting us kind of flex those muscles a little bit. Um, All right. So that is it for this week's news. Well, we can't wait to tell you how uh, Magnitude vs. shock goes next week. But uh, we're actually releasing this episode a day early. You may find this in your feeds on Tuesday as opposed to Wednesday. uh, Because tonight, yes, tonight is the premiere of NHRL All-Stars, which is a brand new event for the league. And we're going to be trying out a ton of new concepts, which I'm really excited to hear about. Uh, So tune in on uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube uh, to watch the fights. uh, The first sign of action live, uh, followed by the er elimination rounds on Wednesday evening and the finals on Thursday. So each night will be a little bit different in terms of what the stakes are. Uh, But you get three back to back nights of fighting starting tonight uh so chris i'm gonna throw it on over to you and you can uh ask some questions of our favorite henchmen not that we play favorites but uh maybe the most evil of all henchmen
0: sam hands that's <laughs> great to help us uh, preview tonight and this week's action we are uh, joined by returning guest evil henchman sam uh who is one of my absolute favorite nhrlers
2: Let's call it havoc havocers. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, we have really figured out a term, but uh, havocer. Now, might not if,
0: be. <laughs> for folks out there that have seen some of kind of the zany things that are born out of the henchman squad, uh, including things like I don't know, a diesel thruster engine or uh, or or, or some other kind of zany concept. One of the people that is uh, in the uh, Idea Bank, or in charge of the Idea Bank, is actually Sam here. And Sam, uh, it blows my mind, your, your your level and capacity to multitask, because you're one of those folks that not only makes the, um, the, the league and tournament run as efficiently as it does, uh, for considering the world of combat robotics, things gets a little nuts. Considering the world of live streaming, things goes even more nuts. But uh, you're one of those fine folks that loses sleep throughout the year to kind of make these things come together, and it's awesome to have you here to just do this uh, this kind of quick preview into Havoc All Stars, which is which is coming up tonight, and uh, will also be Wednesday and Thursday nights, seven to ten p.m. on YouTube. Uh, can you give us just kind of a high level overview of what we should expect? and uh, how was it, it a little bit different than uh, what we would normally see in a live stream?
2: Yeah, well, thank you, Chris, for those kind words. And it's, it's like um, such a, a pleasure to be in this position to be able to help create the chaos. Um, and that's, that's part of what we're trying to bring with Havoc All-Stars. Um, like you said, it's, it's an experimentation event um, where we're trying all sorts of new stuff. It's also a bit of a celebration um, with our five-year anniversary happening around this time, almost exactly. Um, it's it's pretty cool to invite some of our friends out to, to come and fight for everyone's pleasure. Um, and so on the experimentation front, uh, the format has shifted. So instead of the... qualifying rounds and then the single elimination bracket this time we've got like a heat system so there's groups of three uh four groups of three for every weight class those robots will all fight each other and then the two winning most ones will move on Um, and that's when they're fighting in a single elimination bracket so the the heat system is new Um, it's pretty cool for the the builders themselves they know at least who their first two matches are going to be and they can extrapolate who they'd be facing down the line as well. So folks are going to be able to come a bit more prepared for their first couple of matches being spread out over three days allows for more repair time. Really? Um, you can get thrashed on your second fight of, of tonight and and still have plenty of time tomorrow to get it all back together. Um, folks are allowed to stay here at the facility. So if they do get thrashed at, (laughs) at night, they can use any of the tools here at uh 165 like the main NHRL building or any of the little satellite buildings around like where i am now um the henchmen are all here to help um we've we every tournament we're running back and forth between buildings finding bot parts for people that need them or broke something in the pits so that that stuff isn't changing um but the pits themselves have changed. So we we kind of split it in half. The, the pits for the builders are half as big as they generally are. And the other half is just full of fun stuff to do, interactive experiences, uh, games, bar, a bar. Uh, and that's like the pit club. So audience members can actually be up on the same floor as the builders they can see the scramble in between fights they can they can see the the drama unfold up there and it's like a glimpse into another aspect of the sport which spectators don't often get
0: so it's it's over over 3 days it's smaller it's a bit more yeah. agile we're going to try yeah. to make different types of content that kind of is born out of that but getting down to the the root of it how many bots are fighting in each weight class
2: there's twelve, so it's four groups of three, um, the best of the best, um, for the most part, but, and and hotshot as well. <laughs> <laughs> so this is
0: probably the smallest field that we've seen at NHRL in five years since well I since that, that, that. It, since NHRL kind of crawled out of that primordial soup of 50 day where people just kind of showed up and fought in one cage and. Maybe you fought a few times, maybe you didn't, maybe your bot was ready, maybe it wasn't. This is the, the coolest field that we've seen.
2: Yeah, definitely. And and if you've been to a smaller tournament than the ones NHRL runs, the the small ones are, are nice. Like it, it it feels good to just be in a, a smaller group and to have less fights and less pressure in between fights and, and it's it's just pleasant. Like it's, I mean, why we do this is because it's enjoyable. And and so this one, we're just trying to make as enjoyable as possible for everyone involved.
0: And one of the the other
2: differences that we have in
0: this event versus our open enrollment, like the big big events where sometimes we have 500 builders up in the pits. So you said there's a, a dozen in each weight class we had a selection committee. We chose like people from the past, present, maybe the future. I don't know if we have that, uh, ghost of Christmas future, uh, lined up, but can you tell us about like how that worked and who are the builders that are coming?
2: Yeah. Um, it was a process that involved a bunch, a bunch of folks here at NHRL. Um, and everyone has their preferences as far as the type of robots they're, they're looking to see. And, um, like what period of history they want to shine the light on, I I personally advocated for a bunch of Northeast Robotics Club robots that that haven't been around for a while but um, hold like a special place in my heart. I wanted Ixion out here, the Alan Young's 24 pound True Walker pneumatic walker full body spinner. I wanted Big Ripto out here, uh, Kyle Singer's like gnarly arena killer. Um, I wanted some of the West Coast. Robots that um, haven't made it out to NHRL. I think it would would have been really cool if Strikepoint made it out. But um, we focused on mostly the the people that you would consider a havoc all star that you do see mm. making it deep into the brackets pretty frequently or as um, consistently at our tournaments and um, does well and 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 has
0: fun with it and. So I have our first question here uh, from Division Builder Seth Schaefer, and maybe this is shameless self-promotion. He wants to know how was the All Stars three-pound lineup decided on?
2: Yeah, it was it was hard. Like it was hard to find a good balance. Most of the robots around are vertical spinners, and we we definitely wanted a a, a variety, and um, so that was part of it. Part of it was regionality. Part of it was Who's not destroyed after championships? Right. Um, so it it was a puzzle, and it it's ever shifting. Like yesterday, the it was different than it is today, and um, I we're we're pretty locked in at this point, <laughs> considering. Um, but that there there was scrambling, and and we made it work.
0: Now, we had some questions around, like, why NHRL All-Stars and, uh, you know, around the overall goals of the event, but it all kind of boils down to, like, uh, what were some of the special challenges that led up to All-Stars and, like, ultimately, what, like, what is the, um, what was the catalyst to do something like this? Something totally different, smaller, agile, and just hopefully a little bit more fun dynamic.
2: You know Jurassic Park,
0: and <laughs> it uh, the <laughs> the, uh,
2: the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park when they're in their cage, how they never attacked the same part of the cage twice. Um, we've been attacking the same part of the cage pretty consistently. Um, so All Stars is a way to try a different section, hope that it's not electrified. Um, and so, so we are. It's it's a lot different, and that's on purpose. Uh, because straight up, NHRL needs to pop off. We need to to blow up and get huge, and we haven't done it so far. Um, and we, it's yeah. it's super nice how it is now, but it's not sustainable without getting bigger. and And so we have to try to do different stuff. We we've, have to to make it work.
0: We've had. I would say, especially in the last year, some pretty consistent organic growth that has come out of our socials and our, our YouTube presence. Um, and I'm i am I'm a storyteller by trade and I love a good analogy. And I think that you hit the nail right on the head there with bring Jurassic Park into any conversation and you can make the conversation better. Um, that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I, I think that we have really identified an incredible partner to help us grow that audience that are that kind of embody that essence of fun and zany and creativity can you tell us a little bit about our relationship with open sauce
2: yeah um so that you guys know we went to open sauce in july of this year we brought a bunch of cages out there a bunch of people builders met us out there and and we had a great time Blowing stuff up, doing robot fights, being a part of the fight in robot community on the West Coast, and at the same time, we were we were talking to the organizers of OpenSauce. We were talking to the Safety Third podcast guys to to William, to Kevin, to Alan, um, and we just kept that conversation going to a degree. And um, we didn't know if they would say yes, but we re- reached out and asked and told them that this was a fun place to hang out and and um, that they're welcome to come and they they chose to so i'm i'm super excited i think that the buildings that we have here are a lot of fun and right in their wheelhouse and um we're gonna let them go ham with all the junk that's lying around and they can pretty much do whatever they want um they're also they've been working with Aaron Hill to to put together a robot and I haven't seen it yet, but supposedly it's real. (laughs) Um, And I'm supposed to fight it with Alvin in the very first fight of the tournament this evening. Oh wow! Uh, So. Are you um, ready, (laughs) Sam? Yeah. I, 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 I made the jet go today. It was my first time doing it without Austin, like on the, he's the one that's normally driving the main robots. And I, I, I tried once at OpenSauce and made a mess of things. And so um, I made a mess today too, but then the second time I got it, I got it now. Um, And I made sure that Hotshot was set up the exact same way so I could just run either of them because Hotshot's in the the tournament proper now. Um, So I'll be, I got a bunch of fights tonight.
0: (laughs) It's so awesome because, you know, when you look at the open source crew, uh the way that we do things and the way that they do things it's 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 perfectly in parallel uh it's it, it, it it's it's creative, it's fun, it's dangerous, but in a safe way and so yeah. this seems like uh you know a really a match made in heaven, and I can't wait to have these folks come over and get to just kind of play uh in our playground and we had such a great time over in San Francisco i know the 3 of us were there and that will be one of the things that i remember for the rest of my life um and i hope that you know we can provide a uh i don't know a a playground that is uh equally as uh you know amiable and fun and and just good spirited as as what they provided for us over in San Francisco and, that, yeah. and uh, I think that's going to lead to some, some, some really good content.
2: Yeah, I, I just hope, I hope they have fun. Because if they do, it'll, it'll come across. And I think we're set up well for people who have fun.
0: All right, I have a question here from uh, one of my favorite all-time builders, serial killer builder Kokodo Mane, who wants to know, what are some of the bots that you're most excited to see during All-Stars?
2: Well, I'm excited to see Ripto come out the woodwork um i I want them to thrash and do well um i'm in the three pounders i'm rooting for hot wings and dutch oven i want i want a non-spinner to win um and i want it to to melt um in the 30s i'm a hammer stand so knockoff white is the one for me um even though I have to fight him. <sighs> right. <laughs> so maybe you'd shot. I'm waiting for a hop a little bit. That's yeah. I mean uh it's
0: it's twelve bots. It, they're they're a little bit of everything, but it's it's an exciting lineup in every weight class. Uh
2: each think- is, is a little bit different. Like there's there's a vert a horizontal and something else for the most part. Um so we, we tried to keep it varied. But that that's tough. Like some robots are not designed to fight other ones and, and they're in their group. So good luck. But that's fighting robots. All right. I'm going to tee up a
0: two-part question here from Zane Builder Alex Pick, and then I'm going to pass things over to Lindsay. Uh, Zane's first question is, can you shout out any bots that aren't at All-Stars, whether the Builder turned it down for any other reason or because, uh, you know, it's uh, the title of all Star?
2: Yeah. Um let's see. Shout out to uh Jeff Waters and, and Supreme Ruler who who was invited but couldn't make it unfortunately for whatever reason. And um it would have been cool to have like a like a OG SSP perhaps. I know Seth was interested in, in um that question as well. Um like I said earlier I would have loved to have Ixion. Um, I would have also loved to have Trigo or one of um, Zach's robots, like uh, Magneto, would have been cool. I'm I'm just like a I grew up fighting on the East Coast, so that's most of the robots that I wanted to see. But like I said, Strike Point from the West Coast would have been cool. I'm glad that that Ray's making it out from the West Coast, and and Tommy and Calvin and um, the Seems Reasonable guys. Uh, I wish we had a little more Brazilians or a little more like rest of the world represented um Ben would have been a nice one to have out from Australia um the kitchen grill guys would have been cool to have them back but like if you were just here in november it's it's tough to to travel to to norwalk period and it's even tougher from another country so I'm stoked that the um the somber, so mad props to them for coming again and yeah. literally. they're grinding. Like, it's like they have to turn the airplane around. Um so so now I'm rooting for them too. I want them to go far. I want them to win twelve pounders. Okay, I said it. It'd be
0: an awesome feather in their cap. They they grind every every team that I've ever encountered from Brazil. They're like the first people there during event days and they literally have to be escorted out security at closing because they, they're they just in the workshop. They're like grinding a component or they're wiring and soldering something. It's just like, go home. Come back. But- and- no, no. They're just like, no, we're, we'll we work through the night if we have to. It's like, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have medical staff here
2: overnight. They were the first ones here today. Or yesterday, rather. They were the first ones. I believe it. I believe it. So uh, Zane,
0: uh, Zane's Builder Alex Pick's second question is, other than the main tournament, what are, quote-unquote, the challenges? And how did you pick them? Can you tell us about any rejected challenge ideas?
2: Um, yeah, so I think the main challenges are involving the folks from YouTube. So the challenge of building a fighting robot for a tournament was bestowed upon the Safety Third guys. Um and then we're doing something with the the Havoc Academy with Peter Streeple and Emily the engineer. So that is a challenge where they get the the Eric, like an Eric to build from the, the crash course to the Havoc Academy crash course. And then they get access to the rest of the building to make it something else. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Peter made it float or fly, or if Emily made it ten foot tall or um, have the capability of printing in some way so we've got um, a bunch of junk around that they can use and I'm um, excited to see what comes together from that um, like in the pit club we, we it's not so much challenges but um, just activities to do um, within the realm of fighting robots or fighting robot adjacent or really really adjacent um, it's it's. Uh, a-
0: it's going to be a really fun tailgating experience up in the pits for those that are live in attendance and, and get to be kind of elbow to elbow with some of their favorite builders, again from combat robotics past, present,
2: and future. Yeah. Uh, there was oh rejected challenges. I've always wanted to do a taxidermy where um, you race to do taxidermy, but no one no one's interested. I don't know what the deal is.
1: Wait, go go on. Elaborate. Go Sam. Well
2: well, there's not much, Lindsay, besides the name taxiderby. That's like the main thing. That explains it all.
0: <laughs> but there's animals involved?
2: I mean yeah. They're dead, who, but yeah.
1: Who is like procuring these dead animals?
2: Yeah for Sam. them. Hey Sam, Sam who who has skin in the game? Yeah, exactly. Um, I not my skin, but some some animals would have skin in the game, uh, squirrels or something. I don't know something small because it's like a race.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you can't. I can't. You can't t- like tan a hide of a water buffalo and get it ready for battle in a short amount of time.
2: Right, and it's not going to be like a snake because that's too easy. It's just one cut, one seam, you're done.
1: <laughs> Sam, can I tell you a secret about Chris? Yes. Uh, one of his first dream jobs when he was a child was he wanted to grow up to be a taxidermist.
2: That's dude, Chris. Just imagine if if the taxidermy existed when you were a child, dreaming like to to have that outlet of competition <laughs> in the thing you love, and how much that competition would grow the sport of taxidermy.
0: Lindsay, I, I can't believe that you clued people in that. Maybe as a child, I was a bit of a sociopath, uh, but <laughs> thank you.
1: You know what? Are what? You wanted to preserve the
2: animals. There's something yeah. noble in that. It's art. There's no shame in art.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Alex Peck, for your two questions. I'm going <laughs> to pass things over to Lindsay, who's going to round out our listener questions for sale. Oh,
1: all right. Well, I kind of have one of my own questions. Um, So kind of based off what we were talking about of other challenges or other ways to get involved, Let's say you are a builder who was eliminated early on. What opportunities are there for you to kind of are Are there any opportunities to keep fighting? Um, is it like a regular grudge match system? Is it like are there other things you can get involved with? how How's that looking? I'm just curious.
2: Yeah. So so Tuesday today is is pretty jam packed with with fights for the tournament proper. Um, but as we progress through the days, there's more gaps in our schedule for fun stuff. So, um, like I said, the, uh, safety third guys are bringing a bot and we've only got a couple fights lined up for it. Um, so the rest are open to the folks that have been knocked out of the tournament or yeah, they have to be knocked out of the tournament. Um, and we've got some other stuff happening that involves robots in the cage and making a mess probably most almost 100 percent. there's going to be a mess made um so that's something to look forward to
1: i love it all right this sounds fun sign me up <laughs> i'll attend um team wpi team member gabriel brown who runs clyde and nhrl wants to know how many events similar to all stars do you plan on having in 2024 and how many robots will be invited to each of those events Put on your fortune, uh, tower <laughs> <and> clap, Sam. <laughs> uh,
2: dude, I have no idea. Um, I, I hope we do open source again next year. So that could be something in the same vein. Um, I, I doubt that would be an invitational. We probably won't do more than one a year, honestly. And even then we might not do it again next year. Like this is a five year anniversary thing on top of being an all star- stars thing. So who knows? Who knows? We've got like a pretty dense schedule for next year as is. And the goal is to get as many people fighting in fighting robots as possible. And invitationals will not necessarily directly contribute to that. But in a way, it is just by getting more eyeballs on it. So I don't know. (laughs)
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like so much of it is just experimental at this point, like trying new things, seeing how it goes. And then you can, I imagine, you know, extrapolate the lessons from there. And apply it to either something similar next year, or something new, or something different, or just yeah. the way we what run regular events. Like I don't know, but it seems like this is a big learning experience slash celebration slash Let's just like end this year fun and and you know let's celebrate.
2: I mean, NHRL is in itself an experiment. The, right. the stuff we're trying to do there's not a roadmap for. We're just we we're just trying stuff and we try not to make the same mistake twice um, and we try to try new things every single tournament you will see something different something upgraded something new all stars is no exception so yeah but what oh. the future holds tough to say <laughs>
1: uh, alright so we have another question here from Ryan Hunter from Pit Control and also the Havoc Rundown which is another podcast out there which apparently Sam you did before doing our podcast. So uh yes Sam. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um it was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed the havoc rundown. It's 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 the pit control folks, so people you'd recognize from the, the pit control table on the second floor. We'll folks.
0: It's one brother masquerading as two brothers. Okay, I
2: I'm not contributing towards that joke. <laughs>
1: i'm I'm actually excited for um for Ryan and Justin. They are both awesome people, and it's really cool that they have a podcast, so go check it out. um But Ryan wants to know um uh are you building a bot this year, and if you are, what are you building? And Ryan is asking this because uh, apparently he also may be building a new bot for the January event. so he has a vested interest in what you have to say here, Sam.
2: Yeah, I've been I've been taking a loose temperature of, of folks interested in building bots for the new bot event in January and there's a lot of staff members. Yep, I, I see Chris raising his hand. I definitely want to, but I doubt that I can pull it off with like I someone needs to work the event if all the staff is like <laughs> fighting in the tournament, I, I'll just be I don't know, operating cams with a ref shirt on and uh, then putting the camera down and going on the desk. <laughs> but um, I definitely will be building robots in 2024. I think I made close to 20 in 2023. Um, and wow! I don't want to slow down at all. Um, I have plans to make a three-pounder. I want to scale up my antweight dinky donkey, which is a scaled-down version of a 12-pounder deadly donkey. So I'm going to make the three pounder donkey Ooh. Um, beyond that. I don't have any, I've got a fairy weight that I started and then all stars happened and I haven't touched it since. And, um, I've got so many CADs. I've got like a fully updated version of hotshot for next year. I want to do my railgun mech walking robot. So what? I can have a metal um, I would love to do more with pneumatics again. I haven't built a hammer since summer, so it's like time to build a hammer robot again. <laughs> uh,
1: um, you have a full 2024, it sounds like. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, do of robots for fun, Sam.
2: <laughs> absolutely. I enjoy foraging for mushrooms, um, into fishing, and um, I still manage to, to play video games with my friends. Um, I've got a
0: fly fishing deep sea, river fishing, spinner fishing. Um
2: Lip- I do fly both western and tenkara. Um I have like a bunch of spinning rods. I haven't done too much ocean stuff. Um but a little bit of everything. I'll bait cast for catfish, I'll spin for trout, I'll I'll tenkara for sunnies. It doesn't matter.
0: Get at me, Sam. <laughs> no. All
2: right. My five weight is. Has- is growing dust so let let's swing flies
0: i'm ready
1: <laughs> um all right so i have an an unscripted question here that was sent in uh at the last minute from chad new and he wants to know sam are you having a flipping good time
2: yeah uh definitely so we we had some i don't know it's- Chad sent us a, a pneumatic flipper. Straight up, Chad sent us a pneumatic what? flipper, a thirty weight called Booster. Um, I think it's fought in some sportsman tournaments, and now it is here. It's loaded with CO two. It's ready to go. It's going to be fighting um, William Osmond and not, and excuse me, uh, Kevin and and Alan's robot.
1: Where did this robot come from, Chad? I? How is Chad? It like a thirty pound flipper, but think also magnitude? True.
2: I don't know I don't know when he competed with it or where it came oh, it's from. Yeah, it existed. It's it's it was really bent and we we put it in the hydraulic press and made it as flat as possible and we got it flipping and it's ready to go. It's it's so gorgeous. The UHMW machining on it is is so smooth and there's no ugly chatter marks and wispy pieces <laughs> of plastic like from high machine UHMW. Uh it's got like a custom-made piston and the buffer tank is is not a soda stream bottle with shugu on it like the ones i make he's like (laughs) a proper pneumatic robot and i'm so stoked because we don't have a lot here at nhrl and the more the merrier
1: Um, well he kept that a secret from all of us i'm very excited to see it (laughs) um We have a question here from Thomas Carroll, who also does pit control. It was for Chris Moran. Unfortunately, Chris um, wasn't able to join us tonight, so uh, I don't know. Maybe Chris can hop in there.
2: Yeah, throw it my way. We'll see. I got it. (laughs) Chris and I, you know, there's a lot of overlap.
1: (laughs) Well, see, this one is very specific to Chris because he wants to know what his travel routine is like when he flies across the pond to NHRL.
2: Well, I'll tell you Maybe that you it's. Exhausting. <laughs> I know it's exhausting because he got here today and he's exhausted um, and not able to come onto the podcast. So I would imagine that that's what it is. But Chris, Chris does a lot and is all over the world all the time. And I don't know when he sleeps. I wake up to Chris Slack messages yeah. just about every day, and I'm still messaging with him at night. So I don't, I don't get it.
1: You, you all, everybody just needs to sleep from like December tenth until, uh, you know, January nineteenth, like the day before new
2: bots. But we got, we got robots to build for the new bots event, and when's Motorama? Like, there's, there's so yeah. much to do.
1: Well, all right, let's end on a thought-provoking question here from NHRL's own Jameson Go. Uh, when will we see NHRL staff stars where the top brass and staff of NHRL, uh, Kelly, Austin, the behind the bots folks, uh, both of yourselves, et cetera, compete and select builders from NHRL past and present to announce. I like the sound of this one.
2: Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to just compete and not work. <laughs> that'd you. That awesome. Um, uh, JMO maybe uh, n- maybe next December. Uh, I'll try and convince folks, but I'm gonna crush everyone in that tournament.
0: Whoa!
2: Yeah, look out, Lindsay. Look oh, out, Chris.
0: You're already
1: here, folks.
2: <laughs> look out, Rob.
1: <laughs>
2: Careful, Sam. Uh, My
0: robots are devastating.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to be devastated.
0: Ooh, and sometimes
2: they, they work. work. that's true
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right sam uh any last words you want to leave us with uh before we go into the rest of today which is the first day of all stars
2: um thank you thank you everyone (laughs) for tuning in and i'm so stoked for all stars and for all the people that came out and it's already good vibes and um i'm just excited to to have the tournament progress and have the event progress and, and to just have fun, it's going to be a fun one. So I can't wait.
1: Awesome. Well, Sam, thank you so, so, so much for chatting with us, which is, you know, obviously one of your busiest days of the year. So thank you again. And uh, Yeah. We look forward to seeing Alvin and the chipmunks here in what a couple minutes.
2: Yeah.
0: Great. After the break, we'll return with this week's installment of Robots Around the World.
1: Time now for Robots Around the World. This week, we're traveling to Tufts University, where researchers have built microscopic living robots using human cells. Yay! The researchers took cells from human windpipes and experimented with their chemical composition to see if they could make the cells move in a controlled way. They succeeded and managed to direct the so-called anthrobots toward a damaged tissue sample, which they repaired on their own. The researchers say these tiny living robots could eventually be used for novel medical treatments and help repair damaged organs inside people. As scary as this sounds, I mean, I think I'm down with this. This is pretty cool. Is it just
0: damaged organs inside people or damaged pianos or saxophones or?
2: I don't know, but this is, this sounds like Metal Gear, some Fox Die stuff, some nanobot Fox Die. I don't know. I'm not, i am not i am scared. I'm with whoever, is it Luke that's scared? I'm with Luke.
0: <laughs> if you've ever played scared. a video game where like you take a needle of something and your health immediately goes up 20%, I feel like this is the catalyst for that.
2: I'm on board. I'm on board. Sorry, Luke, but I'm back. I'm back with it. (laughs) (laughs) I I need a
1: stick. Normally, I'm the one that's scared of this like 99.999% of the time. But for some reason, this one I I can jive with.
0: I can't even get Lindsay to take Alka-Seltzer when she needs it.
1: Yeah, fair. But if there are like little micro nanobots in Alka-Seltzer?
0: Yeah. Probably
1: less, less likely.
0: That's what helps. It's the nanobots
2: in Uh Alka-Seltzer. Like, What's the tech going on in these little guys? Um, Well, it's it's windpipe. Oh, okay. It's kind of great, but I I appreciate the effort. Whenever I hear about Windpipes and technology. I was just think of that 3D printed one that was like from a scan from some Egyptian scar scar and
1: they made <laughs> his voice.
2: Yeah, and it was just like. Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> they unfortunately only captured the last few moments
2: of their life. His <laughs> <laughs> death bellows.
0: Oh man, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it it's programming cells to do things it's not like cells that are misprogrammed ever do anything bad to the human body no never there's the whole cancer thing but besides that
1: robotic cancer
0: <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> oh that's not a good note to end this episode on can we say something funny about it
2: yeah, it's inherently neutral, you know, as technology goes. So it's just about how it's used, and people in general are good. So it'll probably be used for good.
1: That is, that is uplifting.
0: That is uplifting. I appreciate that, Sam. If I
1: choose to believe it. Oh no, no, you did good, Sam. I'm, I'm gonna believe it.
0: Well, whenever uh humans step in and make some kind of awful uh cells that are programmed to do something terrible, there's always gonna be a Sam out there to set up a Alvin the chipmunks to just absolutely annihilate and uh and and burn out all that stuff that you don't want. Yeah, gets scorched. Well that's about it for us today. Check out uh check out Havoc All Stars. It's coming up in <laughs> a few hours, I'd imagine. Uh, and then we also are on uh Wednesday night and Thursday night, seven to ten. Every night this week, seven to ten on YouTube. It's gonna be absolutely awesome. We have incredible YouTubers, we have some of our absolute favorite builders. I I'm I'm literally stoked. It's gonna be so, so much fun.
2: For can- sure. Thanks Sam. Everybody. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> no, I mean just thank you Sam and the whole NHRL team for like pulling this together. I know it was just exhausting having the whole year and and November was it was like a whole thing. Just like so much effort was put into that and then to have to immediately gear up for something brand new just a couple weeks later. Like shout out to everybody. I don't know if everybody really understands or realizes how hard this very small team works which like chris and i we're just you know we're not we're just announcers we're not like part of the the team but um just seeing how what all you guys do and are able to pull off with a a literal handful of people is is really incredible so i do hope that you have time in december to take a nap
2: (laughs) uh well thank you for those kind words and it's it's my pleasure and I wouldn't have it any other way and it could be even crazier than this and I'd still do it. I don't need to sleep. Like I don't need to eat. I don't care. Just let's make this thing as big and as good as it possibly can be.
0: Woo-hoo! Thank you so And check out Havoc All Stars tonight, tomorrow and Thursday on YouTube. We'll see you then, Bye. folks.
2: Bye.